Welcome to the Mind All My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind All My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady and Martin Paloma. Welcome into another edition of Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. I'm Neil McCrady, Martin Paloma with me as well as always. Hope you are all having a uh, great week. Hope you have a great weekend as we uh, get closer and closer to Thanksgiving and the end of this God-forsaken year of uh, our Lord 2020. Uh, so uh, before we get started, I'll tell you, I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. And the rest is totally up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the service. You'll love the product. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. People say, what does that mean? Call the number. You'll start to find out. 662-257-1900. And Martin, before we get started with today's festivities, tell the people out there about Pinnacle Trust. Nice. Nice. Um, Man, we are... Um still doing what we've been doing for the last 23 years, man. We're, we are, we are making some money for some folks, um, helping folks stay in their seats during some of this crazy time when folks have wanted to jump off of the roller coaster because, um, you know, the elections either did or didn't go the way that they wanted them to. Um, but yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a good few weeks. It's been busy. Um, you know, and if folks are doing it on their own and they're trying to time things and figure out why they keep getting the timing of markets wrong, uh, give us a call, 601-957-0323. We will take the weapon you have in your hand away from you uh, and give you a good plan to actually make some long-term wealth or keep your long-term wealth versus giving it away to the mother market. Uh, And if you don't want to call us, you can reach us on through email at info at PINNtrust.com. We're really active on social media as well. You can find us at our Facebook page for either Mind on My Money or Pinnacle Trust. Um, and you can message us there. We'll get back to you. Uh, and I am coming from to you from the Pelican Club Studios uh, in Stacy's extra bedroom, which we've converted into a studio at his house in Madison. So we're rocking and rolling, man. Sounds like it. All right. Uh, there's a lot to get to. Some positive, some negative. Uh, you're the money guy, and so I'm going to ask you what some of these things mean. Um, <laughs> I will do my best to give you a reasonable answer. All right, first, well, it's just a lot here. I, we'll, we'll start with we'll start with the vaccine. So you and I talked on uh, Thursday of last week. The election was still not really in much doubt. I think both you and I were saying, "Hey, this is Biden's," and it certainly appears that it is absolutely Biden's. Uh, the president is still out tweeting and some of those things, but there doesn't appear to be a lot of a lot of realistic hope for for him to uh, to win in the courts or whatnot. So we're not spending time on that today. If that yeah. changes, obviously we'll we'll switch. But on I guess it was Monday, uh, we got word that Pfizer had uh, come up with a a 
vaccine in the final stages of trial that was, I think, 94% effective, which for a vaccine is extremely good. Yep. The markets went uh, kind of crazy. They celebrated pretty hard. Um, what what does and there's a couple companies right behind Pfizer. It looks like there is a a realistic possibility to President Trump's credit. He will not get credit for this. And I'm not a Trump guy and all that stuff, but I do believe credit where credits due. Trump said throughout the campaign that a a vaccine was close, and uh, boy, he was right. Now, it could take months to get it widely distributed. There's another couple of companies. But what would a vaccine or vaccines mean for the market? Uh, man, I think we've already kind of seen a little bit of, I'm calling it the Rona rip. Um, that's I'm trademarking that. I didn't hear that from anyone. Uh, I was just driving down the road. Actually, I was talking to Stacy, and I called it the Rona rip. And uh, so I'm, I'm staking my claim to that. Uh, you know, there's not very many original thoughts in this world, and and I think I may have had one, and that one is uh, is congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I'll I'll toot my little horn whenever I get a chance to toot it. But um, man, it's and I don't know if you remember Neil, we have been saying, and even on the podcasts, we have been saying for months that this market is driven more by COVID than by the elections. We thought elections were number three, number three driver of the market. Um. COVID-19 being number one driver of the market, uh, the trade relations with China really being number two above and beyond the, the elections, and uh, then number three being the election. We'll talk, we can talk a little bit about all of it because I think the election took care of some of the fears with China trade relations with, you know, with an apparent Biden victory, and we can get more into that on another show or, or later. Um, but I think, you know, the vaccine – announcement which we've been saying too markets are going to rip when when there's a when there's a true vaccine that's that's going to work <clears throat> it looks like Pfizer's leading the way Moderna is another firm that has been really killing it um and I think they'll they will be big winners in this vaccine too and there's another one called Novavax that I think will be you know could be a big winner as well but what it really does man is it is going to uh, and it, it, almost in a placebo effect, give people the confidence that they can return back to a normal life. Because I doubt, I, if I was a betting man, I doubt 50% of the people who are listening, or 50% of the people in the world will actually get the vaccine. I think there are people that are saying, hey, there's one there. I know if I need it, I can go get it. But really, and I and this is my personal opinion, this is not, rooted in any scientific fact or anything like that. Um, I really think that the treatments will be a bigger deal for folks. Like, you know, when we would get the flu, if you didn't get a flu shot, if you got the flu, your doctor would prescribe you Tamiflu and it, you know, lessened the impact, shortened the duration of, of, uh, of the event. And I think that the, I think the, the therapy, the therapeutics will be, you know, an actual in practice, bigger impact than, people going and running out and getting you know vaccinated for um for COVID-19 but what the vaccine does do does do my English teacher would probably kill me for that what the vaccine does is gives um lots of confidence for folks that we can return to normal because I don't know if and most normal people probably don't pay attention to this stuff but the day that um the announcement came which was Monday the day the announcement came for 
uh, the that Pfizer was had a ninety percent success rate. Uh, you know the the stocks that really ripped were you know your travel ones that had been battered so bad. <clears throat> you know your airlines, the cruise ships, man, they were up like twenty and thirty percent in a day, which is which is absolutely insane. And then you saw uh, a rotation away from the <clears throat> the Rona trades, the you know the tech ones, the Peloton, the um, you know Zoom technologies, the you know Amazon, the 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 stocks that did really really well, um, you know during during the pandemic. So it, you've seen a kind of a rotation. You saw a rotation of uh, folks kind of going back to to risk on. And realistically, man, I think you look at a company like Disney. Um, you know the Orlando parks have been reopened for a little while. They've done they've made some modifications, but they are you know, they're getting, they're hemorrhaging on, um, the, the California park, Disneyland, because Disney, the governor Newsom will not allow them to reopen. And you well, know, you I, can go, but you can only stay for an hour. You can't sing, you can't scream. Uh, you have to stay at, at least 30 feet away from the nearest person. Um, and you have to wear a hazmat suit. <laughs> Our and if you go as a meter is just like you go to the restroom way, way to the right right now. <laughs> if you go to the restroom, when you leave the restroom, someone has to go in and clean it. They would rather uh, you just go outside. There's a there's a the, there's a huge there's a twelve twenty five hundred degree flame that shoots through the restroom to kill all living organisms that might be in the restroom after your departure. uh... (laughs) all right so so that's one thing obviously the by the way on the vaccine the only thing i disagree with you i have a feeling and this is going to be big government this is going to be pushback this is i think it's one going to be one of the next big topics i really do is i think a lot of government entities schools public universities government jobs, et cetera, to work or go to school or whatnot, I think you're going to have to have the vaccine. Um, you know, that could make its way in. I mean, and so let's just talk. I know that we are both very sarcastic about, about, uh, about this but topic. I'm not being sarcastic um, about that. I'm being serious. Yeah, no, I think that's but a I big th- topic. And I think a lot of people are going to say, no, you're, in, you're infringing on my, my rights. I don't want the vaccine. I don't yeah. trust I don't want to give my children the vaccine until I've seen it more proven. And you're going to have people that are going to say that this is a Trump vaccine, or you're going to have people that go, this is a, this is a government, this is a government overreach. This is, this is whatever, whatever, whatever. I think there's going to be a lot of that. I think we're going to have a great debate over this unless I I really do. I think this is going to be a major topic moving forward. Yeah. And and it, and it might be going forward. It might be that there is something and I have, I I don't, I really don't have a, I can, I can make an, a, an, just an opinion about it, but I don't have, I have no, I would have nothing based in merit or fact for my opinion. But if I look, you know, if you do look at, let's just look at the school thing. Um, you know, you have to have a set of, you have to have vaccines prior to entering kindergarten and you get a, you know, you get a quote unquote booster shot, um, you know, at, in your, as you're entering kindergarten. And then again, in the seventh grade, which that one didn't exist when I was going through school, the seventh grade, um, you know, updates or vaccines or whatnot. So, you know, I could see that that might 
that there's a that there's a pathway for that for schools. Um, what I don't know, and 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 this is my ignorance to this topic, man, is is are there employers that because like I know there's not a single employer that I have ever been in, in, engaged with has asked me for my you know form one twenty one from the Mississippi Department of Health to make sure that my you know, all my vaccinations were up to date. And I guess they just assume that they are because I went to school and went to college and, you know, and all those things. Um, but yeah, that would be interesting if, if there were some mandates, um, from a work. And I know if you work for the U S government, like if you're in military, they shoot all kinds of crazy stuff into your body that you have no idea what you're getting, you know, inoculated with. Um, I know I have some buddies that are, that are current military and former military and, you know, and they've said they had to get, they have to get all shots all the time. Um, so I, I, I can understand if you were military or government employee, that might be a requirement for employment, but man, I would be, I don't know. So I, I don't know that I could ask. A, so we've got a new guy that's coming on. That's starting with us on Monday. Um, a new, he's going to be a junior advisor. So if I said to him, Hey Eric, dude, um, before you show up Monday, you've got to go get a, a COVID vaccine before you can come to work. Like, I don't know where the where is the line in the sand from the law standpoint where I get to tell somebody medically what they do or what they have to do or don't have to do to to be and, and this is an, again an area I've said I'm I have very little knowledge or and I'm kind of ignorant in so I don't know what the what the slippery slope there is and but I guess a an employer could require whatever an employer wants to require and if someone says no then they just don't have a job. Yeah, I don't know. Well, at least in Mississippi, right? Because we're a we're a right to work state, and in California, or you know, in other states where you know, there might be a whole different story where an employer said can't tell an employee what they can or can't do before coming to work. All right. So here's here's my other question. The flip side of this, which is, on one hand, you have the vaccine, which I think we can all agree universally is a positive thing. Whether you take it or not, whether it provides security, whether it allows us to open up, blah, 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 et cetera, from a market standpoint, positive. There's all sorts of talk today. We're hearing it in Oxford. You're hearing it all over New York City. It's everywhere. The second wave, another lockdown, uh, President-elect Biden's uh, chief of staff, mm. pro-lockdown, they, I read, you know, the lockdown and this whole thing's over and the economy's booming too. And it's like, wait, wait, what? No, they you obviously, know, they obviously uh, were asleep in February, March, April, May. But he's going to be the president in uh, in January, and that is a hell of a powerful spot. And people can say, well, governors won't do it, and cities won't do it, and that when you're in the White House, you can apply a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um. If there's a, a lockdown of, of six weeks, let's just do this for the sake of it. Let's say there is. The, what are we looking at from an economic standpoint? Because to me, it feels, I mean, I literally feel my blood pressure go up when, yeah. when, I, when we talk about that. I can, I can literally feel my health declining. I can't be alone on this. I, it, it, feels, it feels catastrophic. It seems to me, and I'm, I'm judging this off my message board, so I'll tell you where I'm judging this. When, when this topic comes up, people who are otherwise normally pretty level-headed, 
people who in March and April said, you know, maybe we got to do what we got to do. We got to figure this out. Those people are like, nope, not doing it. I'll revolt. Now, you know, I don't know what a, what a, what a revolt looks like from yeah. a, from right wing people. We burn our bras. But you know, people are angry. There's what what does that look like from a market standpoint when I tell you a, a another lockdown? Yeah. Uh, so there's. It's funny. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna be very sarcastic in this disclaimer. So in in the investment world, we always have to put disclaimers about performance that you know past results may not be indicative of you know future outcomes. Um, past result will be very indicative of future outcome. We have already seen this movie. We know how this movie ends. And unless and unless there's something that I missed during the lockdown, um, I don't understand how how the how anyone can say that we came out in a net positive position on the backside of that because we reopened before the quote unquote uh, you know, spike came back, you know, came down during the summertime. Um, so I am 150% unequivocally, unequivocally against a lockdown. Again, I think it makes zero sense from, um, you know, from an economic standpoint, it clearly did not stop the spikes from continuing to rise, you know, when we were all locked down and maybe it did in a, in a few areas, but I think here's the more prudent thing that you do. And of course, I'm not a politician. Don't ever care to be one, especially after living through all of this garbage. You couldn't pay me to ever be a uh, a politician. But if if we are going to quarantine and lockdown because we are so scared of deaths, let's look at where deaths come from. And I know I'm I'm beating a horse to death, and I know I'm I'm preaching to the choir for at least you, Neil. Let's look at where the deaths come from from this from this, you know, uh, from this pandemic and, and there have been deaths. So I'm not disputing that fact, but if we're so concerned about those people, then let's quarantine the sick, the elderly or the, you know, immune compromised folks. I'm, I'm okay with that, but to quarantine and lock down, you know, healthy, able-bodied people that could keep our economy alive, which and it inevitably will keep those people we're trying to protect alive. Um, then, then I would be, if you held a gun to my set to my head and said, we're doing a lockdown, you choose, you know, red pill or blue pill, red pill being full lockdown, blue pill being, you know, quarantine the, the high risk folks and let the healthy people, you know, get it, go to work, keep the economy rolling. I'm okay with that, but I'm still not, I'm, I still don't even want to do any type of lockdown. It wasn't effective. And I mean, it was not effective at all. And, 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 and I may be wrong, but you show me the data where it was effective. I, I can't. There is none. Right. And I, I mean, it, and if you're talking about you pump more Republic- money out from the government to support us, okay, so. Yeah, but that's, that's what this a is. Temporary, a- that's a temporary fix. That's a band aid. This on is a about. Let's get real for a minute. This is what this is about. This is not about, this is not about science. This is, it's not, it's not, it's not about science because science says to do what you just did, what you just said. Science says to, to take, take the, the elderly, the infirmed, the, 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 the sick, protect them, let others live knowing it's going to spread, but that those people aren't getting 
deathly ill, right? And and you build some herd immunity as you work towards a vaccine. That 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 is the scientific answer, the best I can tell. This is political. This is this is not, and I don't mean Democrat Republican, though it comes down to that a, a lot. I've never been around anything that's more straight down party line than this, because it's not. It's it's revelatory of how people think, frankly. Um, this is about people saying, hey, you know, during the lockdown, I got a raise and I didn't have to work. Let's do that again. Not understanding that that's not sustainable long term. Nope. And, and that's the part. It's, it's, it's an utter failure from an education system. Um, it, it's, it's it's a it's it's nightmarishly bad is what it is and but that's what it is there are people that are like hey you know let's do this lockdown again i'll get a thousand dollars a week which is more than i i normally make i don't have to work i can stay home hang out and i'll do that for three more months okay and then what and then it comes back i mean it, it, it it's it's going to come back and now you've added trillions to the debt i mean our our children and grandchildren martin especially our children the ones that we're doing this to in schools and locking them up and contact tracing them and making healthy kids stay home for two weeks despite the fact that they don't have a virus and they're not sick they're gonna hunt us down in 20 years <laughs> and you they're know what send us into that room where that uh that flame that kills all of the disease yeah. from and you know what the we, bathroom we just, is we we deserve it. We deserve it. We really do. We deserve it. When they when they hunt us down and execute us summarily, uh, we will have deserved it. There there will be no victim. No victim. We will not be able to well, claim of. We 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 I have done this to will, our. I hope they'll listen to our podcast and say those guys were not about this. So we'll let them live. I certainly hope that too. Um, <laughs> but dude, guess, so let's can we talk just a second about the payment of this stuff too? Because yeah. Sure, I'd um, love to, because because here's the here's a question. Even my dad said this. And my dad's seventy eight years old. He's very smart, uh, understands money pretty well. And I, we were talking about you know what another and another and another stimulus package means. And even he said he goes, I don't even understand how that gets repaid. And I said, Well, I mean, the debt gets serviced, and yep. after a while, China owns us. Yeah, and I mean, and they own a lot of our our debt, um, and they own a little less than they used to, but they still own. A lot of it, and but so does so do other countries. And one of the one of the shot, we are the cleanest dirty shirt when it comes to buying debt because we do have stable, we have a stable currency, we have a you know a, a highly rated, um, you know from a debt standpoint, you know government that has an that is has the ability to pay back debt. So I'm, and now I'm just talking facts. We're not I'm not talking opinion at all. And if you look at what even our ten year treasury today is, is right around one percent. It's just below it which is crazy because that's really, really low. Um, but you look at other, like the second strongest economy outside of China, if we look to Europe, is Germany. And, um, and their 10-year you know, government debt has been trading at, at, at negative interest rates. So if you're saying, hey, I got, I'm a government and I've got to, I have to put this cash that I have somewhere to earn a little bit of interest and, you know, and I can't take a risk with you know, putting it, buying Argentinian bonds, so I'm gonna, I need to buy, you know, blue chip, good quality government bonds. There's, there's a few places that you can look, but there's really only one place in the world that's paying a positive interest rate. 
and that is us. So we've seen, you know, there's a lot of sovereign wealth funds. There's lots of pensions. There's lots of, there are lots of buyers of our debt um, that are qualified buyers, um, you know, of the debt. But so one of the, one of the things that makes doing it so like issuing more debt so easy and, 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 and pumping, you know, doing these massive stimuluses is that right now we are financing this debt at historically low interest rates. So our debt load on repaying the debt is, is really at a low interest rate. So, and thank God for that, right? Because if our, you know, if interest rates were, you know, six or 7% and we needed to do massive stimuluses, then that's a huge crippling impact to, you know, to, and, and, and they're financing them in 30 year notes, right? So, you know, that debt's going to come due 30 years from now. So you're right. It's, it's your kids, you know, like your kids are the same around the same age as my oldest. So, you know, they're going to be in their mid forties to early fifties when this debt comes due that they're going to have to pay. Um, so, you know, they're, it is kicking the can down the road, but it is kicking the can down the road at a, at a relatively low interest rate. So that's, that's one of, that's one of the positives from this. However, you know, at some point interest rates are going to have to rise as well. Um, and at some point we have to, we're going to have to pay for this and we have to stop doing it. What I'm afraid of is that right now it's so easy to give stimulus and it's so easy to go, Oh, rates are low. We can, you know, we'll, we're going to never have another, an opportunity to, to, you know, take out debt at this low of an interest rate. I'm afraid that what's going to happen is, is there's going to be more of an appetite to take on, you know, more debt without looking at what's the real cost you know, down the road. And the real cost, you're right, is to our, to our children and grandchildren. But we, you know, it doesn't have to be because if you look at Clinton, I mean, he went ahead and knocked out debt uh, and got our, you know, and got a balanced budget during, during his years. And, you know, and, and, and I think that, I think that if we're being prudent, we have to do the same thing. And, uh, and, you know, and that's gonna, that's gonna equate to, the money to pay for that has to come from somewhere and that's going to come from the pocket from our pockets, mine and your pockets, our listeners pockets in the, you know, in the form of increased taxes. And, and man, it's, it, it, that, and it doesn't matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat that does it. it, it does need to happen at some point. We're going to have to pay a little more taxes to pay for, you know, the $30,000, you know, trip we just put on our Amex, right? It's going to come due and we have to pay it. Okay, so from a market standpoint, yep. how big are these two runoff Senate elections in Georgia? As of this moment, the uh, Republicans have 50 seats in the Senate. Yep. The Democrats have 48. Yeah, they need both. The, the, Republicans, Dems, the Democrats need both. Democrats I, need both. Yeah, if, if the Republicans it. win one, they're probably fine. Yep. If they win two, they're in really good shape from yep. a – uh, controlling things and from a market standpoint and again this is not politics i'm asking a market question so everybody gets so triggered just relax hold tight <laughs> deep breath <sighs> from a market standpoint the markets like the idea of gridlock nobody having yeah they like yep. gridlock nobody having all the power the markets are certainly cheering for at least one red victory in georgia right yeah, yeah, no, I, that is hundred percent true, man. Um, and if you look historically, it didn't matter if it was a Republican. It didn't matter if the White House was red or blue. Um, gridlock was is generally good in the markets, minus you know the oh one through oh three years with Bush. 
um, you had gridlock and markets kind of went awry, but we also had a little, you know, a small little event that happened in New York with these, you know, dudes that flew a, uh, airplanes into a, the World Trade Center. So that was, that kind of was, you know, a little bit different than most other circumstances. Um, but, you know, all, all joking and kidding aside, um, uh, the two Senate seats in Georgia are really going to be massive deciding factors. Um, I was looking at it last night, and forgive me because I, I don't remember the names of of the senators in that race, but there was one there was one seat that was already heavily weighted towards the Republicans when you looked at what the percentage of vote from with the Republican and the Democrat, and I think it was probably some independents or libertarians that took some votes away. I, I'm positive that one's going to go stay red. Um, you know, the other one looked pretty close. It looked you know kind of half and half. Um, you know, maybe. If some of the independents or libertarians that voted in as libertarians jump on the you know on the red bandwagon, it stays red. If it flips blue, uh, they need so, they need both. Here are those here are good. those races. Here are those races. It's uh, it's Ossoff as the Democrat going against Purdue. Uh, Purdue just almost won straight up. He yep. had forty nine point seven percent. So basically, they take everything else out of the race now and it's yep, just the two just the two of them and then on the other one this is the one where i think people are reading it wrong the, the special election leffler yes who, it was the, a special uh, election you're right she's the incumbent she was running it was basically a three-person race against warnock who's the democrat and against another republican collins mm, and collins okay. got 20 Collins got 20 of the vote 19.9 percent of the vote leffler got 25.9 so we can do this together. That's 26 plus 20 is 46. Yep. Uh, Warnock got 33% of the vote. So yep. if you make me bet one way or the other, I'm going there both I, would red. Bet, I would bet on a Republican sweep. Yep. I, I would too. I mean, if you held the gun to my head, I would say it's a Republican sweep. Um, you know, and then. And there are going to be so many eyeballs on that race too. I mean, there is going to, the one thing that is going to come out of the Trump protestation if you will is that and look we can all play this twitter game if you want yeah, I, don't can, play, I don't play twitter anymore we can, all, we can all pretend to to whatever is trump going to uncover enough fraud to turn the election around i don't think no. so obviously not nope. don't think so has trump uncovered some fraud yes yeah, i think so Maybe. a fairly significant yeah. amount perhaps whether it's systemic, I don't know. Was it intentional? I don't know. Was it just laziness on the part of of our country, not purging roles and such? I don't know. My point is this, is in Georgia, with the entire country focused on these two races, it's going to be far more difficult to cheat, if you will, on either side. And so, and I, and I think the other thing that, that Trump, that will happen from the Trump protestation is I think you will see Republicans motivated to vote. Yep. I don't disagree with any of the remarks that you just made, man. And I think that I think the Senate stays red. You know, and I was looking at the numbers last night, not because I knew that this is what we were going to talk about today, but I was just curious. And uh man, the House is razor thin majority for um for the Democrats, and I, I think you're, I think you're right on on your call, for because uh, they they lost 
what the the Republicans picked up like what five or six seats. The Republicans um, picked up eight seats eight. as of this moment. Okay. Yeah, okay. As of this moment, it's two eighteen Democrat, two oh eight Republican. And so it's two eighteen to be a majority, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, razor edge. Like they barely squeaked the majority out. And they it's had a really- they had a they had a handy majority lead coming into this like a majority seats coming into this so you were you're spot on man um with your with your what you thought was going to happen and and uh, from a political standpoint what's going to be interesting in the next couple of years is the democrats have been able to rally around hating trump yep basically they and they've they've had this this common enemy that has allowed them to stay unified because even when they all hated each other, they hated him more. Yeah. And he's, I think, this is something, and we're, we're up against the window here. It's something to talk about in, in future weeks as hopefully things slow down a little bit. One of the things that's going to be interesting is what do they unify around when they don't have Trump to beat up anymore? But Trump might sort of do them a favor because there are real rumors out there that even before his term ends, that Trump's not only going to, when he concedes, uh, and he's basically going to immediately launch his candidacy for 2024. Lord. Which allows him to stay around, yeah, if you will. That would, and that's going to split, that'll split some of those Republicans because they, you know, they have, there are some real straight up like hardcore Trumpers in the Republican Party, and uh, that, I mean that could potentially pull a, a almost a Ross Perot type deal. Oh well, I've I've long predicted. I have. I, this is the one that if I get this one right, I'm going to have to Vegas, big, man. <laughs> I have long predicted that we were closing in on a legitimate third party. You know, and honestly, man, I would I would love legitimate three party system, like legitimate where there's a chance for a third party to actually. Have us have have us have us uh, a stage a presence on well, stage. Well, this is where both parties are ignoring something. Yeah, they've um, pissed it, parties, tons of people off. Both parties. Well, yeah, both parties are ignoring the me. Fact, <laughs> yeah, both parties are ignoring the fact that that Trump got seventy one million votes. Yeah, seventy one million votes. Now he lost. Biden got more. Yep. But seventy one million votes. That's a lot of votes. A lot of I mean, votes. That's, that is that is that's power. That that's not, and so when the Democrats basically in the media do the media do this more than the Democrats do. It's and there's a left and then there's liberals. Liberals don't do this as much as the far left does. Oh, all those people are racist. Man, that's you got to be careful now yep. when you, you know, when you start labeling people like that. Those those are people that those those tr- those Trump rallies we can call them super spreaders or whatnot, whatever you want to do. Those Trump rallies Massive. were real. And they were massive. And to ignore those in the last, even though the, the 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 Democrats won, Biden won. It's a really interesting period we're about to go through because Biden is seventy eight. Biden does not look like a person who could run for president in four years. No, and I don't think he. I don't think he will. So, I don't. We, we've got a chance at a new face in the Democratic Party. Maybe it's Harris. By that time, I don't think anybody would be surprised if that's President Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, so a new face in the democratic party, there's a lot of young faces that are vying for, for the Republican attention that have stayed awfully quiet 
in this last week or so, letting Trump just sort of do his thing. They're like, I'm not getting involved, staying out. And then you've got Trump. And so I, I, I don't know. You know, if Trump saw that he could not if he saw that he could not win the Republican nomination again, would he venture out as a basically a list a populist independent candidate? And if he did, could he recapture the magic enough yeah. to impact election? And I don't know the answer to that in four years because four years from now, I don't know what the market's going to look like. Yeah. Are we still? a virus god forbid god forbid what is, what does all that look like so it's it's pretty interesting stuff it would so. be because and i would wonder so if he was able to capture and let's just say that he pulled let's just say no one got to 270 right that you had let's say you had three super legitimate candidates on the platform 2024 and let's say trump has got let's just give him an edge let's call it that he has you know, a um, hundred electoral votes. Republican has, you know, 85 electoral votes and the Democrat has 85 electoral votes. And I mean, we're just playing some weird games here, but how does that shake out? Do we go to the constitution and have speaker of the house? Well, I guess it would be the current vice president and then, man, that could get weird. That yeah, could get I real mean, weird. I, it it could all get pretty crazy. But and before we jump off, too, let me talk about because I don't think I answered the gridlock question. Okay, and I want to talk about why that is why that would be good for the markets too. So if this if the Republicans keep the Senate, uh, let's just say the you know Republicans get the Senate, keep the Senate. The, uh, the Democrats have the House and you've got, you know, Biden in the White House. Um, any of the any of his tax reform or tax policies or health care stuff that he's going to try to to get past, uh, you know, in the next four years are going to die in the Senate. So essentially what you're going to have is you're going to have Trump's tax policies for the next four years, um, you know, staying in place, which are super accommodative for businesses and markets. So. That's 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 one of the big reasons. And then also, you know, um, Biden will be able to nominate again the next Fed chair, which, you know, if I was a gambling man, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be um, Jay Powell again. And Powell's already said, you know, we're keeping rates low through the next several years, which are accommodative for stocks. Generally, stocks are going to do well in periods like that. Uh, you know, unless we see unemployment, you know, back down in check, which I don't think it's going to take us a couple of years to get an unemployment knit down into the 4% area again. And then inflation has got to be at 2%, which dude, we haven't been at 2% inflation since 2008. And the, that's the only area the Fed has really failed in their mandate, but I get it. They've had bigger fish to fry than just looking at the inflation numbers. So all that to say, all of that sets up for a real pretty victory for stocks. And I know that the lay person is going, I don't understand a damn thing he just said, but, you know, low rates, um, an accommodative Fed, low tax rates, all those things are good for stocks. And I, and Biden is not going to be able to get his tax policy passed. And he even still had a fair, relatively moderate tax policy, minus some of the crap that we saw the last few weeks before the election. Um, 
And so that's why I just think it's going to be good. It's going to be good for stocks for a while. And we had a strong, strong consumer coming into, you know, this, into the virus this year. And I think if we get back to that strong American consumer again, which, which we were there, we're still relatively low debt rates, especially even through the pandemic, still relatively low personal debt rates nationally. And, you know, people are not super overextended. That's because the government stepped in and pumped so much cash in. So I think all those things set up for, you know, for healthy stock markets for the next several years. Now, I don't think people will get the returns that they're, you know, accustomed to with, you know, people saying, oh, is the market's going to return 10% a year. I don't think that's true because the interest rate piece of that equation is low. So I think stock markets over the next several years probably return somewhere between 5 and 7% a year over the next several years. Bonds, ugh, it's, it's a, that's just an ugly path. And that's also why I think stocks are going to do well because people are going to go, hey, I'm not making crap in my bonds. I need to make a little bit of money. So they're going to go for total return into stocks versus interest income. So there, I laid my case out. I know we're, we went a little past time for my hard stop for my conference. I got to go participate in. So I'm going to shut up now. I will, I will leave you with this. We'll tease you for a topic for next week. This will be easy. This will be something for us to talk about. Donald Trump's plans. This is according to Axios. I've heard this too. His plan might not be to get back into politics. His plan might be to start a digital media channel that would stream online, be cheaper, <laughs> quicker to start. Now listen to this. It actually makes some sense. His uh, digital offering would likely charge a monthly fee. Many are uh, many of his fans are Fox News viewers. Yep. He aim he would aim to replace the network and the five ninety nine a month Fox Nation streaming service, which has an eighty five percent conversion rate from free trials to paid subscribers as their top destination. Trump's database, think about this, his campaign database of email and cell phone contacts would provide a massive start. A source said he's going to spend a lot of time slamming Fox. Interesting. Interesting. The smart businessman, dude. Oh, I mean, listen, the people, it has been interesting. People that are Trump is dead. Trump is dead. I'm like, well, he's not the president, but he's not dead. He's going to make money. He's got a big voice. He's going to make a lot of money. And he's, he's, he's going to all the way to the bank. He's going to have a say in, in what happens in four years. I don't personally think he's going to run. If you told me that a Trump ran in four years, here's my, my last hot take for the, for the night. If you told me a Trump is on the ballot in four years, and for the record, I don't think there will be, but if you told me there was, I would guess that her name is Ivanka. Hmm. Interesting. We'll yeah. see, man. Hopefully we'll, we'll still see. be doing the show in four years and we'll get to talk about it. That would be good. So, <laughs> but if we don't, uh, if we don't stop now, you're going to be looking for a different job in four years or less. Or, so we're going to get, yep. or, or much less, so we're, maybe four minutes. So we're going to get going. That does it for uh, this episode of Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Again, pintrust.com, P-I-N-N trust.com for Martin Palomo. I'm Neil McCready. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Take care.